17 April 2002, four Canadian soldiers were killed and eight more wounded when an American fighter dropped a 500-pound bomb on their night training activity. On this NSP short, Alistair Luff provides a first-hand account of this important part of Canadian military history, the friendly fire incident at Tarnak Farms in Afghanistan. What Tarnak Farms, I think, has become known for, what had happened was, as things became more, um, not certain, but... uh, more established within Afghanistan. So the airfield was protected and I think it was very well, you know, after a month or, or two, it was pretty well established that there wasn't, there wasn't going to be any Taliban uh, assault on Kandahar airfield. And this is post-op Medusa as well. Um, there became a task in uh, Eastern Afghanistan. So on coast, I think there was a special forces um, detachment that was operating out of a safe house in coast and needed basically um some security for the base that they were operating in. So there was a company task that was, um, that fell to our battalion to go in and provide, uh, to go in and provide security for this special forces, um, detachment, uh, an ODA. So our company was doing that. And as part of that, we, you know, we're going through some additional training. Um, we had received night vision optics for, um, for our anti-armor weapons. So for the Carl G, uh, and also we had received Mark 19. So the, so the grenade, uh, the, the automatic grenade launcher or the, the, uh, we had the personnel one. So still like, like a section or a squad weapon, okay. uh, as opposed to the vehicle mounted one. Right. Um, so we were learning how to use that weapon because we'd never seen it before. Um, anyway, so we ended up at Tarnak farms one night, um, to do a night firing range, you know, with, uh, you know, primarily it was, I think to, to, work on our night optics with our any armor weapons but we also were taking it as an opportunity to you know again just do some training with uh with with the sections and the people so what we had done that night we was we had set it up we did some night cqb and then we had set it up so that each section commander was going to go through a platoon static range but with the platoon weapons that attached and it was really an opportunity for them to you know, have some additional resources attached to them and, and see how they, how they perform. Um, what had happened that night was because we had the Mark 19, um, my platoon, um, warrant stayed back in camp to brush up on the, on the Mark 19, because he was going to be instructing a class the next day to everybody in terms of how, how do we use this thing? So he stayed on camp and so I went and then it was the three section commanders and, and Kevin, what he had told me kind of before we left was we'd had an issue doing ranges before where guys weren't, um, restocking with the same amount of ammunition that they had on the range. So they'd come in with whatever their allocation was and they would take, they wouldn't bomb up to the same amount. So they'd be short a mag or something like that. Okay. When they went, when they went back to the to calf, they they go they'd be short, light, like, they'd yeah. be light. Okay, yeah, you yeah. go out, to, you go to the range, and you fire off ten mags, and only take like eight worth or whatever okay. back or something. So I, <laughs> I know we've been having that problem, and it sounds dumb, but these are the kind of real problems that uh, the, the platoons sometimes have, right? So Kevin, before we left, uh, the last thing he said to me, I think, was uh, he's like, "Sir, uh, make sure he's like, make sure those sections." get their ammo and are rebombed and come back with everything they're supposed to have. So I'm like, okay, that, that's fine. I'm like, I got it. This is easy. So we went and we did our, we did our ranges, our, our CQB, um, lanes that we did. 
And then we had moved into this section range and we had one section. It was, so mine was the second platoon to go. So it was, uh, it would have been nine serials. The first platoon ran through its three serials. Then it was my platoon. We did one serial and then I walked out with the, the, you know, the section to the firing line, which is in a wadi on the edge of a wadi. And then we walked back to the admin area to get the second section to walk up. Um, and instead of walking back out to the firing line with the second section, I stayed in the admin area to make sure that the, you know, the first section that had just fired got all their ammunition and were being, uh, you know, fully, fully restocked with what they needed. And in the interim, while I was doing that, you know, with the CQ, obviously, um, I missed the second, uh, you know, the second section that had gone up and because it was nighttime or a live fire range, I'm like, I'm not going to walk up on them in the middle of the night. Um, I'll walk off to the side of the, you know, I'm going to walk off to the side of the range and, you know, if, if everything's fine there, I'll kind of link up with them there, but I'm not, I'm not just going to come up with them, you know, while they've already gone off and they're shooting. Um, and so, um, when I did that, I walked off, you know, for a little bit and then, uh, you know, maybe, I guess it would have been like maybe a hundred, uh, hundred, maybe 150, maybe two, a yeah, hundred, 150 meters or so away from where they were. I ended up meeting like one of our pioneers who was a, who was attached to us. And we were just having a, you know, like a, just a range conversation. <laughs> it was a really nice night. It was really, it was April. So it wasn't super, like it wasn't super hot. Like we know Afghanistan in the summer gets, uh, you know, brutally hot or whatever like that. But it was just a really, it was just a really nice night. Um, and we were just, you know, shooting the breeze or whatever like that. And uh, I, I think we had just kind of finished our conversation and I was kind of getting ready to move up and see where the firing was going on. And that's when we saw this, you know, fireball on the, on the firing line where the, where the, where the guys had been shooting. And I remember like my initial thoughts were just really confusion um, because it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense why, you know, what that was or what could have caused this, uh, this massive explosion that was on, on the firing line. You know, it was uh, like, I, I don't know. I don't even, I don't think it, it didn't occur to me. I know the, the, one of the gunners on the Carl G told me afterwards that his immediate thought was that they'd had a misfire and that the misfire had exploded and, and that's what it was. And, and that thought never occurred to me. Uh, and I don't know if it's just because I didn't assume that that was a possibility or not. It was just super, it was just very foreign mm-hmm. and it was just not, I couldn't even place it or figure out what it was. And I think after, you know, me and the pioneer that I've been talking to, we both kind of dropped to the ground or whatever like that. And then we stayed there for a bit and we're sort of like processing what had, what had happened. And then, you know, and then obviously you started to hear the, hear the cries and uh, like the shouts and stuff like that. And then, you know, I just ran, ran to the location where everybody was. And it's just utter chaos kind of thing um, in, in terms of, <laughs> In, in terms of what we, in terms of what we found, obviously, like uh, the results of dropping a, a 500 pound bomb on a, on a section and, a, and the weapons that are, are, are about probably what you would expect. Um, but if anything, you know, the kill radius on that bomb is much bigger. Like the admin area of the company was within the kill radius, not the kill radius, but certainly the danger area of that bomb. And I think there was only a couple guys that ended up catching shrapnel back in, in the admin area, just because in a respect, fortunately the bomb hit on the side of the wadi and a lot of the blast right. was either generated forward, um, away or down into the, into the wadi itself. Mm-hmm. So, 
um, you know, clearly super traumatic, but with the potential to be a lot uh, to be a lot worse. Yeah.